This is my favorite time of year, folks. It's summertime, summertime, summertime. I got to tell you, I got a new new swimsuit this year. You know, and I hear most of you have probably never heard of, of my latest swimsuit fetish. Man, I just dig the swimsuits because, you know, I've been looking pretty cut. Uh, not really, folks. But listen, I'm one of those guys that can just wear anything on the beach because at my age, I could care less of what anyone thinks, right? So that's what we do here on Live Life by Design is where whatever shocks our wife to the beach, the country club pool, wherever it's at. And yes, this year, I really did it, Lori. Uh, my co-host here is going to be shocked when I share with her what I did. I went to the swim store and got a swimsuit. And this one this year is not leopard skin. I know you're disappointed. Alligator. So I've got an alligator skin thong speedo. Man, I am ready to go. I mean, there's things that haven't seen sun that's going to get brightly shined upon here pretty quickly. I have no words <laughs> this morning. I have no words. I I honestly thought that you were going to say that you got a Spider-Man swimsuit because, I mean, we all remember in previous podcasts how many times we've talked about the Spider-Man underwear. So alligator? No way. No listen, way. If you recall, it was actually Iron Man. Iron Man. Oh, it was underwear. Iron Man. Yes. Yes. See, I'm terrible. I'm a boy mom who's <laughs> terrible at superheroes. Oh, Iron man. man, Iron Man. Well, you'll Whatever always be Iron my man. superhero, Lori, so don't worry about that. <laughs> hey, folks, good morning on Live a Life by Design here, your Monday morning moments of motivation. And I'm here with one of the greatest co hosts on the planet, Lori Few. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. What a setup this morning. I and, and in the words of Jimmy Williams, um, I couldn't be better if I tried. Is that <laughs> <laughs> very well said? I tell you. Oh, what, listen. You know, you need to write these things down. One day, I'm going to publish a book of my favorite quotes that I generate, and I'm telling you, Lori, it's, it's going to skyrocket. I can just feel it. I can it's just going to it. be called. The book title is called Jimmyism. Oh, I love that. I love it. Anything <laughs> with a possessive and Jimmy and it's got to be good. Jimmy is. There you I go. It. I mean, there it is. I mean, we've yeah. already set up this morning. How much better could it be? It's summer. We've already had a visualization that we, well, some people want, <laughs> some people don't. Alligator, it doesn't matter what kind of swimsuit it is. It, it should not, it should not be very small. And the word thong, no. No, no, well, no. You don't laugh. My wife said, where'd you buy this eye patch? Because we washed it once. It said, honey, that's not an eye patch. That's my new swimsuit. And she's like, oh, my <laughs> word. So, no, yeah, <laughs> I can see her face. Right, right. Oh, okay. man. Well, today's an exciting episode, folks. And I know we say that quite often. But to, to Lori and me, it is exciting to come to you each week to provide a little relief of your world of busyness, chaos, you know, disruption, whatever's going on in your life. Maybe I hope it's all totally happiness. And if it is, we add to that a little exponential growth in the happiness world. But today we're going to talk about a topic that has just been uh, time for us to get it settled, resolved, and we're going to move forward because we're going to talk about today how we overcome fear and chaos. You know, the world, Lori, has gotten just a little crazier, and who would have thought that would have happened, right? I mean, come on. Right? Uh, oh. One of my greatest philosophies, though, is that the world doesn't have to enter my life, but rather my life enters the world. And what I'm really saying is, is we need to take control, and we have far more things we can control than we actually do, Lori. So we're going to talk about some of those things today. And so I am asking Lori a few questions today. She's going to be the interviewee. I'm going to ask her some very deep and personal questions. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. 
She Need has she has had her regular four cups of coffee and may need another two time we're through this. So I am extremely highly caffeinated. Yes, that's always. It. Oh, I love it, folks. She comes to you live this morning, caffeinated <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, I want to apologize for my voice. It is Oklahoma, and we do have these things called allergies. So my apologies to those of you in other parts of the world that listen. We are in fifty eight countries, and some of the people in that those countries are going. What is going on with his voice, right? Well, it's not your headset. It's not your it's not your internet feed. It's just uh, good old Jimmy's having a little bit of uh, allergies. So, Lori, here it goes. I'm, I'm going to start out asking one of uh, the, the questions I have, but before I do, I want to give you a quote. Now, Jim Rohn's oh. one of my favorite, favorite mentors. I, I tell you, he's more impacted my life, probably right behind my dad and mom and, and those things. But, I mean, he is just such a business mentor. It's been... Um, to me, very, very meaningful throughout life. If you read my journals, you'd think he's writing about Jim Rohn's biography, but it's not that bad, but close. And so one of the reasons that Lori and I bring you this podcast each week is to help improve your mindset, uh, perhaps your current state of life, and even impacting your future in big, hairy, audacious ways, we hope. So my mentor, Jim Rohn, stated his philosophy of life in such an eloquent manner. It goes like this. Positive influence can have an incredible effect on your life, but so can negative influence. Both will take you somewhere, but only one will take you in the direction you truly wish to go. Ooh, I can't get goosebumps looking at that. Ooh, yeah. I like well, that's it. a really, that's a good one. Man, I think he just summed it up for our episode today, Lori. So, hey, let's get started with our first question. Are you ready? No, first question. Yes. First question. It's a real kind of a global question. Why is the world in such chaos today, Lori? Oh, my goodness. Really? We're going to tackle that first? Whew, I am going to need to work up the Jump off in the deep end, girls. If we're going to a swimming analogy. Jump okay. off in the deep end. Here we go. We're swimming. We're doggy paddling at this point because, oh, why is the world the way? Oh, gosh. Um, probably because of mindset. I mean, I, I know we talk about that a lot, but, I mean, there's so many different schools of thought on so many different things. Uh, gosh. It, I don't know, maybe in a post-COVID world, everything's just a little bit more chaotic, more stressful, more intangible. I, I, oh, probably because we, as adults, think that we're making the right decisions and people in leadership think they're making the right decisions. And honestly, maybe no one knows. Maybe it's just a free-for-all. Maybe that's why. I Maybe we all just need a timeout or a reset or, you know, whatever it is that to recenter ourselves. I that's a really tough question about why the world is in chaos or turmoil or confusion. I think it's a state of all the emotions. I think we're kind of just ping pong back and forth from day to day. We're not really sure how to feel or how to think or what to do or how to react because it's really kind of all over the place. I'm going to give you a, a thought today, Lori. I always believe this. Everything is relative, even when you're in the midst of the storm. So for example, we think this is just terrible now. We can't even get new cars. I mean, you can go out there and look. They don't have new cars. You can't get your favorite types of, of food. Sometimes they're in short supply. Heaven forbid we've got a problem getting our babies fed. I mean, come on, these kinds of things. We think this is tragic. Now, you know, Lori, and the people that listen to this podcast, the hundreds of thousands across the planet listening to this know that I'm a big fan of World War II. I love that era. I don't love what happened in that era, but you get so many life lessons from what we learned during that era. And to truly say they had chaos, oh my gosh, we've got nothing compared to what some of these folks were disrupted from their homelands, uh, tortured, treated terribly, if you will. 
And I've got some friends in New York whose grandparents are survivors of the Holocaust. I mean, they can tell you what chaos is, right? But I think when you're in the movie, it's hard to watch it, right? You know, you're you're the actor. It's so hard to look at it from the seat and go, wow, that looks really good or bad or very stressful or whatever. And what we've done, I think, in America has lived in this movie for two years. And it just seems like when we think there's an opening and the sun's going to shine through, a cloud enters from our peripheral vision, right? And I, I do believe you're right. Our mindset must get better. So I love what Jim Rohn said, the positive influence and the negative influence both impact. It's which one do you pay the most attention and which one do you give the most resource, right? It's it's really interesting when you talk about, you know, we're in this movie and it's hard to watch. So oftentimes, I've, in, especially in the last two years, I've learned to just, I saw it. I don't remember where exactly I saw it. Maybe I saw it on a coaster or a t-shirt or something. And it just said, when things don't go your way, just yell plot twist and move on. I you know? love that. I love it's, that. It, it's part of being in the midst of the throes of, of writing the story and, and having to, you know, rewrite the story and revision after revision, we just find ourselves making these, you know, plot twists because we don't have any other option. We have to keep moving forward. We have to stay committed to the end goal. And even though it's trying and it's sometimes just easier to throw your hands up and say, oh, I quit. I give up. I can't do this. You really have to like you said, keep going and be motivated. And oh, it's it's a struggle, but we don't really have any other options. I agree. And you know, I, I've got to be honest, we've been a big racing fan all my life as well, as you know, and, and I'll tell you, Mario Andretti, one of the most premier, the best F, uh, Formula One racers probably on the planet in his lifetime. And he was asked one time that they noticed when they zoomed in on him in the camera inside that little helmet, full facial helmet, you could see his eyes. As he's coming around the corner, there's a giant cement wall, right? That keeps the cars from getting into the audience or wherever. And, and he said, when we look at you at the camera, your eyes are always to the left, the infield, looking to the infield. You're not looking to that wall. He said, I will tell you this in life, just like racing, wherever you look is where your body and mind's going to go. I never look at the wall because I don't want to be there. Is that not Ooh. cool? That's very cool. And what a neat was. perspective. I, I, you know, we, we talked to, uh, we briefly touched on fear and I, I'm going to tell you that there's probably another reason that he didn't look at that wall and that's out of pure fear. And oftentimes you hear people talk about, you know, how do you overcome fear? Uh, we stayed in a constant state of fear for just a hot minute, if you will. Uh, and so it makes me think of the one piece of advice that I was given and it and it's so cliche and, and it's probably silly to think about but how to overcome fear and that I was told at a very young age do something every day that scares you yeah that's it, big it, it, it is and it's but it uh, when I was little it was something like touching like having a June bug since we're on the topic of summer having a June bug jump on me I mean that <laughs> that would scare that scared me I'm, I mean I'm older now and it still right? scares me but right. You know, big things like a job change. Uh, I recently visited with a friend of mine and and she was had been in a career for a number of years and she was fine in that career, but a job opportunity came open and she called me and she said, what do I do? I, 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 I'm fine where I am, but I think this would be a great opportunity. And uh, of course, late night over coffee, uh, probably not a smart idea because I don't think either of us slept that night. But you know, we just walked through those scenarios of, of fear and anxiety and what it, what kind of chaos it could bring to, to jump off and do something different. And 
you know, we just laid out all the pros and cons list. You know, I'm a big list person. Tell me all the positives, tell me all the negatives. And somewhere in the middle, I'm going to find out where I need to be. And we just, I just kind of left it with her that night after we, you know, talked it over. And I said, you know, don't, don't make any decisions until you sleep on it. And, you know, she made the jump and decided to change jobs and absolutely 100%. It was so refreshing to see her. She's a month into the job now and she's so happy. She's so looking forward to going to work every day. And it was exactly what she needed. And and she was terrified. And so, you know, we don't say the name of the person, of course, I'm not trying to, but what field did she leave to go into? What fields are there? You said there are two different fields. What were they? Yeah. So one was um, the legal field. Absolutely. Had been there loved that and, and worked really well with the people that she worked with and and really honed those skills and was really good at what she was doing. Um, But then decided to jump into, uh, you know, working with kids and in, wow. in a uh, public library setting where she gets to steer the curriculum and the activities and be part of something that she has always been passionate about. She, like you, is a consummate reader, loves to read for fun, for information, sure. um, and even tried to start a book club uh, with her friends. And we were terrible, terrible, terrible friends because we didn't read the books. You know, friends of mine, they say, yeah, this sounds great. We'll get a lot out of this. And, you know, you're after the first time you meet and they're all gung-ho. But then that second time comes around and go, how many of you read chapter two? Well, uh, you know, we were busy this week. and uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's, it's so true. Going back to that, we lean on each other in times of question in our lives. And everybody needs that person so that they are able to text or pick up the phone or even email and say, hey, listen, I've got a big decision to make. And I would really love your opinion uh, and, and not always do people go with what, you know, you have to offer or what you have to say. But I mean, sometimes we just need validation. And I think that a lot of times when we face chaos and we face fear, that's just what we're looking for. We're looking for someone to say, hey, you know, here are the things to consider. And whether you do those things or not, or you make that leap or you take that jump, I- I'm still going to be here at the end of the day. I'm still part of your network. I'm still part of your support system. And I, I will. Sure root for you and cheer for you and be happy for you and, and share in that moment of chaos and fear. And I think those things are really, really important, you know, moving forward in, in the world. Oh, I agree. I agree. You want to hear my secret to how you overcome fear and chaos. And it's real simple. Okay. It's real simple. It's to take action, not knowing that you got to know exactly where you're going to land, but I know what direction in which I wish to go. And I always have been the kind of person that says, you know what, I can go in the gap. And I, let me explain that to you. The gap says, hey, you know, I feel sorry for myself for a few minutes or woe is me for a few minutes. Some of my friends stay in it for weeks, mm. weeks, Lori. You cannot no do that. Yeah. So what I tell people is, is take action. So I look at the next action. I'm a big fan of getting things done. I got to tell you, the gentleman that wrote that was uh, outstanding, in my opinion. And what happened was, is I just take that next action. So if I know, okay, well, I know I don't want to stay where I'm at in this role right here. I need to do something different. Like your friend did at the end of the day, take action, go move forward, do something, but don't sit here and stew where you are and looking where you're at, look forward to where you wish to be and make some move toward that way. And to me, that action changes your mindset, right? So once you achieve one step, you go, Hey, I can do another and another and another, right? And so to me, action and taken is a big way to break through the chaos and the and the fear of, of life, right? It's again, taking control of your mindset. So Lord, taking let me control. Ask, yeah, let me ask you this. So uh, how do you keep such a positive attitude in the midst of, of world craziness? Oh gosh. I mean, I would love to say that I'm poly positive hundred percent of the time, 
um, and no offense to anyone who's named Polly. I love that name. I have a dear friend named Polly. Um, I, I'm going to be really honest. I mean, it's all about what I can accomplish in a day. Uh, there are times during the day, I, I don't know, maybe I'm so structured in my daily life that I keep such a, a crazy tight schedule. Like in the morning, I do this in the afternoon, I do this in the evening, I do this. I, I, there are, when you mentioned, you know, getting, getting down on yourself and, and getting stuck there, it made me think about, um, pity party. You know, we always, we tell our kids, uh, I'm going to let you wallow in it. If it's a big letdown, if it's a negative, if it's something that's just ruined your day, I'm going to give you 24 hours to wallow in it or have self-pity. And then tomorrow we're going to move on and start fresh. Um, for me, it's about words of affirmation. Um, when I have a, a negative or a setback, you know, you, we've talked about before how we have to give ourselves some grace and give ourselves a minute to kind of retool and regroup and rethink. Uh, but it's about words of affirmation. I can, I will, I can do this. Um, and it, it's so funny because as kids, we learn very early on about the little engine that could. And, and I think that we forget that as we get older, as adults, we get into this mindset of, you know, negativity and feeling sorry for ourselves. And I mean, really, it's, it is, it is a hundred percent about moving in the direction that you want to go and taking charge of that, not staying there. Oh gosh. And it's really hard when you work in a setting where there are negative people or there are people that are indifferent. I almost get frustrated with people that are indifferent more than I do the people that are negative. Uh, and I don't know why. I, I mean, maybe because I feel like they're sitting on the fence and I want them to come yeah. be on team positive with me. Uh, I got to tell <laughs> you, the I, dark side. <laughs> I'm with you. I can take almost anything, but indecision, you know, as yes. my dad always said, look, make the decision. If you get more facts later, make a different one, but let's make something and get it done today. Right. I won't tell you what my dad said, raised on a farm. Uh, he said, you know what happens to the young man that sits on the fence and can't make a decision. He eventually tires and catches a, catches a sticker somewhere where it hurts. Right. I mean, so uh, we're talking <laughs> yeah. about, you know, uh, the fences we have back in the day, uh, were for cattle had little spikes on them. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, th those, he said, no boys that sits on the fence and don't make decisions tire and eventually get a little bit of stick to them there. But, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. I, one thing I do is I'm big on acronyms and I use the last message method and the LAS message. I, if you'll read some of my journals, there are some days that it feel like it's the world's just piled on me all day and I'll come home and I normally journal in the mornings to set the mood. I come home some evenings and go, I just got to get this out of my head. And so I call it the last LAS mess, uh, method. And what it is basically is let it go, write it down, get it out, let it go. Some people like to vent to their friends. I'm not one of those people. I like to vent on paper. I found that it's very understanding and never talks back and says I'm bad or wrong or good <laughs> or whatever. It just listens. Right. And, and so I just get it all down on the paper. What happened? Get it off my mind. And then the A of that means is just acknowledge. I have the right to feel that way once in a while. Now you're going to laugh. I get accused a lot of being a Baptist minister. Now, don't laugh. I don't know why they picked the Baptist faith. I'm not Baptist by faith. I am Protestant, but I will say it always tickles me when somebody goes, do you ever have a bad day? You Are you like a Baptist <laughs> minister or something? And I'll go, I always have great days because I will them to be great days. And they'll look at me funny and I go, look, you have control of you. And at the end of this day, you're responsible for you. So if you want to run through it looking crab apple face, like you just ate a green worm through the apple or something, you can look that way all you wish. It is in your control. And that S then of the last method, so I let it go and acknowledge that I can be this way. The S is 
state what my principles and philosophies of life are. And when you start doing that and they're positive, you're going to see it turn right around because you got it out of your system. You're ready to move forward now with something positive in your mind as the last thing you said. And to me, that just does wonders. Now, you won't see too many of those days in my journals, but those days that I have in there, it's a difficult day. I just got to write it out, you know? There you go. I mean, it, 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 the last method sounds way better than me saying pity party. <laughs> well, we've picked on, so, I was going to say negative Nancy, but I don't want to get the Nancys mad at us as well. Right? Those I've, yeah, right, I know. I know. You could have a jolly Jimmy because that's how that is. Jolly Jimmy. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, and that is so true. And I have had people say to me, Laura, you work really closely with him. Is he like that? Is that for real? And I always have to tell people it it is not one. It is not. There's not one thing fake about that. That is 100% pure grade A Jimmy Williams. And I I love it because there you, we all need those people. And you can't be mad. You can't be in a bad mood. If I run into you at lunch or at coffee or just anywhere, it's like I don't know. I, I tell people all the time when you see Jimmy, it just makes your day better. We all have those people you know, it's probably not me for most people when I run into them. They're not like, oh, well, Lori just made my day 100% better. But I try. And I think that's part of our message during this podcast every week is that you just have to try. Try something new. Don't be afraid. Try something hard. Try something that scares you. At the beginning of this year, we talked about, you know, what our goals were personally for me. And I wrote down literally, because I know I've, I've tried to take a page out of Jimmy's book to journal a little bit. But one of the things that I wrote down was embrace the chaos better. Last year, I felt like the chaos completely took over. I had no control. I had no clear vision or path out of it. I just was engulfed in it 24-7. And so this year, I wanted to find a way to embrace it a little bit better. And, you know, we talk about quotes. And one of my favorite quotes when it comes to chaos is (laughs) Bob Dylan. Chaos is a dear friend of mine. And so I've really had to learn, you know, to come to terms with, you know what, here it is. It's right in my face. It's going to be there every single day. It's going to be there tomorrow when I wake up. It's probably going to be lurking around the corner and hit me, you know, like a ton of bricks. But I'm going to embrace the chaos and just try to figure out a way to excel through it. And I know that sounds crazy and maybe it's impossible, but every day, if I, if I feel like I've accomplished a little bit of something and embraced it just a little bit better, I feel, I feel better about myself. I feel that I am in control and that I am trying to make positive decisions that are going to move me forward in whatever situation it is. It's, it's not such a scary word anymore, chaos. I I think we've just all kind of learned that we laugh about it. Uh, at my day job, they, I have a sign on my door that has my name and under my name, it says chaos coordinator. Oh, I love that. I think that's an official <laughs> title. That's an yeah. official title. I'm not sure and where I it's think- at on the org chart, but it's at the top for me. If you're, I'm telling you <laughs> well, and I think, I think lots of people are wearing that title. Uh, we're all just trying to manage. We're all just trying to get through whatever it is that, you know, presents itself every day. Chaos coordinator. I'm I Lots love of people it. are wearing that. You can title. see it on her resume, folks, if you go to her personal <laughs> website, Chaos Corner, yeah. <laughs> Lifetime of Experience. Okay, I got that. Um, true. You know, one of the funny things you mentioned about song lyrics and Bob Dylan, what a good one. The, these guys that can write songs from the 60s and 70s, I get a little tickled because then I remember back and you said something like, Chaos is my friend. You know, I, I, you remember what was it, Garfunkel and uh, Paul Simon and Garfunkel? They wrote one called uh, Hello, Darkness, My Old Friend. Old friend I mean, yes. <laughs> 
Yes. You know, Listen, we're like, not going to sing to you, but. What state of mind are you guys coming from, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So, Lori, you do read some books. I know that. You read books. You know, I'm a, as you said, I'm a big book. I, I tell book, I'm a book hound. I love books. Uh, as a matter of fact, I will tell you, the folks that deliver our books to my house that I order from Amazon, I try to buy locally, but sometimes you can't find the book. When that guy comes to our door, he just looks at me and goes, Mr. Williams, yes, you've got more books. And that's all he says. <laughs> so he's pretty excited to bring them, I think. Uh, but so tell me, what is one of your favorite titles that you would recommend today to help bring clarity, get rid of fuzzy chaos and all of this fear in our lives? What book would that be? You know, I, and I recently uh, actually just reread it again, and it's a book called uh, Move Your Bus, and it's by Ron Clark. Yep. Um, it talks about in the educational world about how there are people in different phases of their career and what they bring to the table. There are people that, you know, ride the bus who are perfectly happy, you know, just riding along and don't make any waves, don't make any changes. Um, you know, and then there are people that are driving the bus. They're the people that are making the change happen. They're the ones that are the movers and the shakers. Um, and I, I, and a lot of people think, oh, well, that's, you know, that's a book about education. I wouldn't get anything out of that. But honestly, it's, it's really about perspective and really about how you can apply that theme to your own personal life. That's what I would recommend because I just kind of reread it again. Um, I think he's a great educator on the forefront of some amazing things, but I also think he's a good human and we all need to hear from good humans. We need to fill our our minds and our spirits and our soul with just motivation and positivity. And it's not a long read because remember, I'm the uh, book club junkie <laughs> flunk out girl because I, I you know, I, I do. I, I love to read. Um, I, I probably should make more time. But yeah, I'm going to be real honest. I am the book book club flunk out junkie. I think there's, drop a, out, new, drop out. there's a new day coming for you, <laughs> a new day coming for you. So I got to tell you about Mr. Clark. I thought he was great in Hee Haw and man, the guy can play a uh, great banjo. Is that the guy, Ron Clark? No, no, different. Oh. That's Roy Clark. Oh, Roy, that is brother or something. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Completely different guy. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I don't know who this is. But this <laughs> gentleman she's talking about you. is a world-class, <laughs> world-class motivator speaker of educational leadership. A uh, great, great guy. I believe out of Florida, somewhere down south there. And he's a great, great guy. Well, let me tell you, my favorite book, you're going to laugh. It has nothing to do with the title. It has everything to do with the content. So, folks, always remember when you go look at a book and you say, hey, that's like a great title. That doesn't necessarily mean the content between the covers is great. It's just they sold you a good title, so you'd pick up the book. But this one truly is. And it's been around since, like, the 40s. Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, has nothing to do with money, but growing rich in your life, your your thought processes, your family, your community. Think and Grow Rich. In other words, try to find something bigger, better, bolder every day. That's what we come with you and share every Monday is something from that kind of mindset. And, and I think that's where we need to be, Lori. I think we got to fill our minds with the pure, powerful, and the positive. If we're going to get to where we want to go through this chaos and all this fog that we have in our lives. I'm going to ask you one last question. What is okay. your approach to remaining hopeful in times that seem so hopeless? Oh, goodness. You know, hope is a great word. You know, we, we on an, a previous episode, we talked about, you know, the words of 2022. Um, I always want to think that everybody is hopeful, regardless of where they are or what situation that they're in. And it can be you're hoping for a better job, you're hoping for a better week, you're hoping for 
um, a spouse or you're hoping for a baby or you're hoping for better financial wealth. Um, I think hope is just a universal term, kind of like love that just kind of brings everybody back to center and, and makes people realize that we do live in a amazing world and we live in a great country and we live in a great community and that we're all hopeful to unite and continue to make things better regardless of where we are right now. Hope moves people forward. Oh, I like that. Can I write that down sometime? I'll give you credit in my book. Hope moves people <laughs> oh, forward. I, love I, I think I've I think I've heard that somewhere. I'm sure that I am not the first person to say that. Well, you know, hope but, you said hope's a synonym to love, as you said. And the great English philosopher John Lennon, uh, he once said, uh, "Love is all you need." I think is love what he is says. all you need. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the challenge this week, Jimmy. Are you ready? I am pumped okay. and ready. All of this talk this morning has has made me think. Okay, it's summer. We're halfway through the year, and if you have not had a chance, let's review your long and short term goals in life. We're halfway through. Let's revisit that. So commit to writing them down if you haven't done it already. If you did write them down on a sticky note, a post-it note, go dig it out, go find it, look at it, read it to yourself and start reviewing them every single week to gauge your progress in life. Maybe incremental, maybe daily, maybe weekly, maybe monthly, but you can do it. So go find them and let's review. We're going to focus on the pure, the powerful and the positive, just like Jimmy said, and you'll soon see through the chaos to the world of achievement. This is going to bring clarity to your mind. Okay, everybody, you've heard it here first this morning. It's summer. Let's go make it a great week. I love it. And live your life by design. By design. Woo, boy, Lori, this was a great one. I'm still just kind of shook over here by all this great stuff you said. <laughs> and by the way, I will tell you one of my fears off camera, you know, we're, we're off recording here. I'm going to tell you one of my fears is anyone ever sees me in an and, and an alligator, leopard skin, thong, speedo, whatever it is. That's my biggest fear. You know, I'm that guy. <laughs> you can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley.